Hello everyone, my name is Father James Mayer. I am a Mercedarian friar, and I'm stationed at our parish of St. Rocco's in Cleveland, Ohio, where I serve as the pastor and as the local superior of our friars living here in Cleveland. It's a pleasure for me to be with you today as part of this series on the Holy Eucharist. And as part of my reflection, I've chosen a, a couple of verses from the sixth chapter of St. John, which I'd like to share with you. Verse 41 to 43. The Jews murmured about Jesus. Jesus answered and said to them, Stop murmuring among yourselves. I find it fascinating that our Lord himself knew that they were murmuring, they were gossiping, they were ridiculing, they were belittling him. Precisely because of his teaching about his body and blood, the gift of the Eucharist. Such a silly thing to do, to be murmuring. And yet it's one of the most favorite pastimes of sinful humanity. The passage above was about Jesus giving one of his most glorious and profound teachings. He was continuing his teaching on the most holy Eucharist, the gift of his body and blood, and he had just said to them, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. How profound. For the life of the world. And it's upon hearing this teaching that they murmured about Jesus. Again, murmuring is a, a silly thing, and yet so many do it. It's sad. It happens in so many a variety of ways today. St. Augustine whose rule we, the Mercedarian friars, follow. He wrote in his writings about the Eucharist as the sacrament of mercy, the sign of unity, the bond of charity. Those words adorned the chapel in our novitiate. They were right above the tabernacle. To draw that attention in prayer that the Eucharist, present in the tabernacle, was the sacrament of mercy, the sign of unity, the bond of charity. And in that sacrament, we find all of the medicine and the cure for things that would cause division or things that would lead us to murmur, things that would lead us to gossip and ridicule and belittlement. The Eucharist would calm our tempers, ease our anxiety. The Eucharist strengthens us. It helps us from murmuring. You know, every Sunday or any day of the week when people come to Mass, there's that opportunity to receive our Lord in the Most Holy Eucharist, His body, blood, soul, and divinity. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Brother. And yet, I wonder how many people on their way to going to Mass knowing that they're going to Mass, but they're distracted or they're disinterested. Some may be concerned about who's saying the Mass, what type of music's going to be at the Mass, who am I going to see at the Mass, or maybe thinking about what I'm going to do after Mass, what are my plans for the rest of the day, and so on and so forth. The sad truth is that we should be focused on being interested about being there and receiving Jesus.
I believe this Eucharistic revival is an invitation. It's a, it's a gift from God for us to reclaim that focus. And part of reclaiming that focus is that when we get into the church or the chapel, that we have a respectful and reverent prayerful silence. Prayerful silence. So many of our churches have lost that. You go into the church, it's like a social hall. Might as well be a cafeteria or a restaurant. And yet when the tabernacle is in our church, which I hope it is in yours, and that tabernacle is there and you see the red lamp, you know who's here. You know it's our Lord. And therefore, it should be a time for prayer and atmosphere of silence and reverence. St. John Vianney wrote, If we but understood the gift of Holy Mass, we would die instantly out of love. What is the climax? What is the fruit of Holy Mass? The presence, the real presence of our Lord and God under the form of bread and wine, Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. I think over the last many decades, we as a world, a culture, global culture, local culture, whatever culture you want to call it, we've been losing and even lost a sense of the reality of Jesus' presence in the Holy Eucharist. And that time that we need before every Mass to prepare ourselves and recollect. And after communion, that prayerful silence. After Mass, that prayerful silence. To ponder who we have received. Jesus, our Lord and our God. When I was in kindergarten here at St. Rocco's, I was five years old then. We had the Trinitarian sisters here, and Sister Rosemary was our teacher in kindergarten. And Sister Rosemary, one of her favorite things to do was to take us for walks around the property. And one of her favorites was to take us to the church and to go visit Jesus. And she'd get us all excited about going to see Jesus. And so we'd go into church, and we'd all line up along the community rail. We'd kneel down, and as we would say our prayers, then Sister would give us a little catechesis. And she would tell us how that tabernacle, which looked so big back then, that in that tabernacle, that's where Jesus lives. And Jesus is living in that tabernacle. So with the faith of a, a five-year-old, I thought, I had imagined in my mind, Jesus had a living room with the TV. He had a kitchen, a dining room, a bedroom, and a bathroom. And he must have been like a, a five-inch G.I. Joe character figurine of some sort, that he, he lived inside that big box. How? I don't know. But a child's faith, and that impression has never left me. I also think, my brothers and sisters, that the murmuring that Jesus is correcting in the Gospel of St. John, it's not just about murmuring with our lips and our mouth, our voice, but sometimes we murmur interiorly when we fail to understand or we reject the invitation to accept and embrace this glorious gift of the Holy Eucharist and participating in Holy Mass. You know, when, when we have other priorities on Sundays, 
whether it's sporting events or just going to Starbucks or a, a restaurant or or going to the gym, whatever we're doing, we're watching a movie, we're doing everything, anything but going to church. And we know we have the time. There's so many opportunities, the mass schedules. But when we refuse to go because we don't think we need it, that's a passive-aggressive murmuring. It's a passive-aggressive murmuring, a lack of conviction, a lack of desire to embrace the gift of God present to us in the Eucharist. You know, we live in a world, and at a time, where there's a lot of narcissism. Narcissism. We're so absorbed in ourselves. And that self-absorption leads us to being indifferent about so many things and people. We have become and are becoming captives enslaved to ourselves. It's about me, myself, and I. We're tempted then to be lazy, to not get involved, to not have any interest, just be blah. In our tradition as Mercedarians, I look to the example of some of our saints, St. Raymond the Nottis. St. Raymond the Nottis had a great devotion to our Lord in the Eucharist from his youth. And because of that great devotion and because of his fidelity, as St. Raymond was dying and there was no one around, tradition says our Lord himself appeared to St. Raymond and administered Holy Viaticum. Or we look at the image of St. Peter Pascasius, a great theologian and a bishop in our community. In his writings on the Eucharist, he defends the Eucharist and the presence, the real presence of our Lord. And what a great consolation to him that on the day that he was about to be martyred, as he celebrated his last Mass while he was imprisoned by the Muslims, our Lord himself appeared and served as his altar server at that Mass. Or when we look at the life of Blessed Marianne of Jesus, a mystic and contemplative in our community, who she herself in her moments of ecstasy and love before the Eucharist, she's praying before the tabernacle and she's praying intently and mentally saying to our Lord how she wished that her soul, that her heart could be as beautiful as the tabernacle. And then she hears the voice of Jesus saying to her, yes, but it doesn't love me. How our Lord longs to live in our hearts, that we receive him in Holy Communion, and that we love him. This time of Eucharistic revival is a great invitation for all of us, no matter who we are, to ponder upon whether or not our hearts are fully engaged in love with our Lord in the Most Holy Eucharist. When we think about going to Mass, are we overwhelmed with joy and deep spiritual longing? Or do we look at going to Mass as an obligation that we just have to fulfill, something we have to do? If it's more of an obligation that we need to do, that we need to fulfill, chances are we have some interior murmuring going on. We need to root it out. 
We need to pray to cooperate with the grace to fall in love with Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. A greater love for him. May our prayer be that this year, this time, enable us to recognize Jesus in the most holy Eucharist, in the celebration of Holy Mass, that we long for him in the Holy Eucharist and receive him worthily, that we never grow lack in proper faith and devotion, and that we be filled with deep love for him present in this sacrament of the altar, that sacrament of mercy, that sign of unity, that bond of charity. May God bless you.